Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. You got Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop. This morning talking a little basketball transfer. Juco player Chad Baker-Mazar makes it official with Auburn. Y'all know we got to come in here talk about it a little bit. And y'all know how we do right here. War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now listening to the War Report. War Report morning drop. We are here Friday, May 19th. You got Ike Jones, B. Will in this Mm -hmm. morning talking a little basketball. So let me just say it out, out, out the gate, out the gate. I understand this is not the biggest topic of conversation in the Auburn sports world right now. I fundamentally understand that. However, we're not here to indulge in a lot of rumors about what we don't know. And there's a lot of information yet to come out about this. So we will talk about it once we know more concrete information and not a lot of speculation. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's good. And I'm not going to address it anymore until we know more information. Is that Hopefully that's fair. And I get everybody wants to talk about it. But we're going to talk about things that we do know, which is we got a new wing. 6'7", Chad Baker-Mazar, Bruce Pearl, Ira Bowman, doing work. Having said all of those things, B-Wheel, how you feeling this morning, man? Ah, uh, you know, I'm a little uh, under the weather. Under the weather. You know, kids bring you home some daycare gunk. And uh, that's what it is. But we're here to talk about, hopefully, the the cl- coming finality of the Auburn basketball roster for the upcoming season. Hopefully, that's what we're looking at here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in a good place as far as this roster is concerned. Um, this is one of the pieces that I was hoping we would get, which is a, if if you guys remember way back when uh, Jamian uh, Breakfield first hit the transfer portal for Ole Miss, I was like, oh, I'd like to get a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody 6'6 six, six to 6'8, six, but can handle the ball and shoot from the outside. I was like, oh man, I would love to add that to our team. Right. Fast forward a few months later, later down the line, transfer portal situations going crazy, back and forth, da-da-da. Six-seven wing, Juco guy, comes available. Two days later, boom, commitment to Auburn. This is what I've been wanting. I've been wanting somebody of this size and ability to come play at the wing for Auburn for a while. After 
under, just kind of understanding, number one, how Coach Pearl likes to play. Number two, where the places were that we were missing things. Like, mm-hmm. I am not one of those people who felt like our biggest problem was a problem, not our biggest problem, was not the size of our point guard position. It's a problem. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was our biggest problem. Right. I thought our biggest problem was our inability to be able to score from the wing consistently, particularly with it being outside shooting. The athleticism that we've had over the last two seasons, when you think about those wing positions, everybody outside of the point guard, right? So if you're talking about a two or a three or even a stretch four, athleticism off the charts, Yeah, right? You got Devin Cambridge can jump out of the gym, inconsistent with ball handling and shooting from the outside. Alan Flanagan can jump out of the gym, inconsistent with his ability to create off the dribble and not turn the ball over, and jump shooting inconsistent, right? right? It makes it tough when you're talking about that from your three spot when you don't have size at the two. Again, point guard, for me, that's not a big deal size. The two guard, though, if you're going to have a small point, you need to have a bigger two, and we didn't have that. Yes. Right? Um, And so I felt like it was an issue for Auburn because when you get to the two guard, you get to KD Johnson, inconsistent, right? right? Like a lot of energy but inconsistency, and then you get Zepp Jasper, undersized, kind of hesitant to shoot the ball, right. and a little not as consistent as we would have liked to when he did shoot it, right? right? To me, that was the big issue. And then you get to, and I would say even a secondary issue that we're still worried about, to be clear, because I am not one of them people that feels like it's guaranteed. Janai Broom is going, I keep, I, Man, maybe listen. I'm only saying that so I don't hurt myself feeling like he's going to come back and then he does. I'd be like, oh, yes, but. I don't know, man. I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because he. I saw some of the uh, the breakdown from the day two of the, the the camp scrimmages, and they said it was a little rougher overall. Not quite mm-hmm. as many people stood out from from uh, the person who covered it with the tweets, and they watched. I think the stream of it, but he's still. I I think the thing that would his biggest hurdle is still the things that we talked about when we first heard he was going to go through this process, which is athleticism for his skill set. Um, the league loves if you're six eight six nine like that's a that's gonna be a three or a four. Now if you're gonna be a top end pick like a uh, top five pick like Jabari, of course it's three or four. He can put the ball on the ground. He can shoot outside from three consistently, and he can defend fours and fives. I don't know that Janai Brule has the athleticism to defend NBA fours and fives. He hasn't shown a good three-point shot consistently. But again, we didn't really ask him to do a lot of that. He started to do some more as the the season wore on. He's been dominating or been very productive in this camp, playing with his back to the basket, with some touch around the basket, having good footwork around the basket. And even though that's a phenomenal skill set in the NBA, that is not, you're not going to be able to be, here's my bread and butter, Janai Broom, go get it. I wonder if coming back, and again, coming back is what we want, right? That's that's what we want because there's a huge hole there with all the the talent that has now settled out, out of the transfer portal if he doesn't come back. So I want him to come back. But whether he were to come back or end up on a G League roster, he's got to work on his outside shot. That For sure. His value to the NBA would be you've got to have that outside shot. You have to be able to rebound, if not from a raw athleticism standpoint, from a skill and, and reaction to the ball coming off the rim. 
he's got to be able to fine tune those skills to increase his value to the NBA. For that reason, I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50-50. Yeah, I'm I'm still with you 50-50. Yeah. Um, and, and to your point, I think the biggest and, and this is the thing I think that people keep saying, oh, Janai can't guard. He can't guard. The NBA don't play no defense for real. They not don't anymore. Care. No. They don't, they do not, they do, they don't care. Fans care more about defense than the the NBA wants you to be able to score consistently and rebound consistently. Janai Broom does both of those things. Well, I'll say if this. he has a better outside shot, he is a guaranteed pro. Yes, outside shot guarantees that you're a pro. And absolutely guarantees. Janai Broom would be a depth piece on an NBA roster if his outside shot was consistent, meaning he could mm-hmm. shoot that three somewhere between uh 35 to 40%. And while he's in there, he could play some good help defense. He could get one or two blocks per game on a, somebody that's driving into the paint. Now his value has has come to the surface, and now he's guaranteed guaranteed to be on a G League team. And I think he could spend some time working his way up to a roster. My question would be: even though yes, he is productive at the at the camp, is he proficient from outside? That's something that I haven't looked at. I saw his point total. I saw the breakdown of what he was able to do. So they were saying um, if he's able to get to his left, uh, uh, he's he's money down there in the paint. These are G League players. These are not NBA players. I don't think what he's doing to dominate there is going to translate to the league. Um, I think I brought this up the other day, but there was a kid, uh, it's Kenny Lofton Jr., picked up by Memphis. He pretty much has the same profile as Janai Broom, except he looks like he's an offensive lineman because he's he's a yeah, thick he's guy. A big, big, yeah. big dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, there was some footage of him putting Webinyama in the post, and Webinyama was just like, nah, whatever, whatever, whatever. He wasn't really trying to put a lot of energy into defending, but uh, Lofton just worked his way down there, big body, got up under the rim, put it up, and, and scored on Webinyama a couple times. Now, I'm thinking that does have value, but he rode the bench in Memphis while they were losing bigs. They had a couple bigs on the bench in Memphis down, you know, three, two or whatever they were. And they didn't put this guy in the game. So what is it that he's missing? The thing I think he's missing is, yes, he can shoot uh, a mid-range jumper. Can he shoot a three consistently? Can he rebound consistently? When the size gets ratcheted up, when the bigs are 6'11 and 7 feet with long arms and not 6'8 to 6'10, can you rebound down there and get a couple boards and when we are running our offensive set and we want to keep the lane clear for our athletic guards, can you be on the perimeter and hit an outside shot? I think that's the same challenge facing Broom. I think Lofton was too productive and, and really good at what he did. His skill set is still solid like Broom's is. But to get on that NBA floor, you've got to be able to hit that outside shot. Whether he goes or comes, uh, comes back to Auburn, I'm hoping that he works on that outside shot. But I would love for him to work on that outside shot here. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a beautiful thing for him to come back. I think the the fundamental thing for Janai Broom is going to be ball handling, right? Like, he needs to work on being able to— because there's a lot more iso ball in the NBA. So the back-to-the-basket stuff works really well if you're a dynamic passer, which I don't think Janai Broom is. Like, you thought— So think about now— Height-wise, they're not the same player. So right. I think about a guy like uh, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, right? Right. Who is— dominating right now not super athletic right. but he's taller he can see over the top and he's a dynamic passer incredible passer yeah right and so if Janai Broom could pass better the back to the basket style works really well Jokic can also step out and shoot the three there are there's plenty of, I can run through examples of non-athletic bigs that are in the NBA right now. right the problem right. with Janai Broom is he's just a little bit shorter 
than what you would want. So the guys that fit the size profile for him are a little bit more athletic, a little bit better on defense. A guy like right. Draymond Green, right? right? Who is shorter than him, but more dynamic on defense, very high IQ, good passer. There are Janai's so much in between mm -hmm. where he needs to be to be dynamic at one thing in particular right. that I don't know that he's ever or not, I'm not saying ever. That's a terrible way to phrase that. Right now, he's not an NBA starter. And but the problem is everybody puts it on can he start or be a um an, an all-star in the league? And that's not the standard. Can right. he make an NBA roster? Is right. the question. And the answer right. to that is yeah, he could be on an NBA yeah. roster. How many minutes would he play? It depends on what the, the team is composed like. He is the guy that flourishes better when he has the ball in his hand because he's a ball-dominant guy. Right now, he's not a guy who you're going to expect to go out there and put up those kind of minutes and numbers against an NBA player. I don't know where he fits on an NBA roster as far as minutes are concerned. Right. But can he make an NBA roster today? Yeah, I think so. The, the best job in all the sports, honestly, would be NBA on the bench. I want to be your ninth or tenth man. I'm on contract. I am getting paid. And my main job is, hey, I'm, I'm dapping up everybody when they come back to the bench. Why Why not? Why not? Now, I, go, I know guys want to play. Of course, guys want to play. Obviously, they do. But if your skill set suggests you won't be able to handle the athleticism of the people at your position, or you don't shoot well enough to consistently be on the floor and run our offensive sets, then why would I want to be on the... Listen, man, you can make an eighth and ninth man, get some regular season minutes, 10, 12 minutes, but when the playoffs come, you might not see the floor. I don't mind. Right. I do not mind. Yeah. Um, so, just kind of thinking about the composition of this roster, let's go into the scenario that Coach Pearl and his team have to be thinking about, which is Janai might not come back. And where does that leave our roster? We've right. talked about this a little bit. With the addition of, of uh, Chad Baker-Mazzara, you go now 6-1, possibly 6-4 at your two, and then 6-7 at your three. Um, I don't think that there's anything that says 6-8 Jalen Williams is not going to come back and be a starting four for you. And then this would put... What were you about to say? So Jalen did not get an invite to the to the camp. Right. Right. So he, he has been, I guess... I don't want to make it sound bad, but eliminated from the contention for the NBA draft combine. Right. So uh, at this point, it's only Janai who has who was getting that extended look, and Jalen right. is not right. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure we had that right. Um. So then you would get six eight Jalen Williams, and then likely you're going to end up having to put Dylan Caldwell Cardwell six eleven at center. Right. Yeah. Where the reason why that doesn't bother me as much as some people is because I think what you get in scoring from your one, two, and three, mm -hmm. and then Jalen at the four mm -hmm. with scoring means Cardwell doesn't have to do anything but do the stuff that he's good at, which is protect the rim and rebound. Now it looks like we really need him to do. Now it looks like Bruce's old Tennessee teams yeah. where everybody is guard city. It's four guards and a big, <laughs> and uh, well, not a guards. There's some some forwards, but they can all play like guards. They can put the ball mm -hmm. on the floor. Uh, they can drive past guys. Shoot. They yeah, can defend every, every, one through. You four. can handle the ball full length of the court, one through four. Mm -hmm. You can shoot one through four from wherever range. 
You've got guys who can take the ball to the hole, one through four, mm-hmm. right? Jalen at four is probably the worst ball handler on this court right now. Right. When last year, he was like a secondary ball handler for right. us. Right. Ball handler was an issue for us last year as well. So you solved the ball handling issue. That's number one. Number two is you've also solved the shooting issue. Like you said, from the wing, whether it's, um, give me, pronounce his last name for me again. The guy we just picked Baker up. Baker Mazzara. Baker Mazzara. So we got Baker Mazzara. He is a sharpshooter. Um, from the scouting report, solved at the three. We know Flanagan was up and down, even though he did. You know, Flanagan left. Flanagan got better. All right. Flanagan was not the main problem with us at down the stretch last year, but this is an improvement by the numbers. This is definitely an improvement with with Baker Mazzara's three point shooting percentage. The same thing with Denver Jones. Improvement at the two because we were really running. Uh, who was who started for the at the two for us last year? Um, Wendell and Katie didn't start. As the season went on. It was um, Zip. That's, oh, see? I mean, assuming that Denver Jones is not going to be gun-shy about it, then yeah, we've improved. No, Denver Jones will pull the trigger for sure. Yeah. Holloway, (laughs) yeah. Holloway, even if he is short, he's not as short as Wendell was, and he is, by all accounts, an elite scorer and shooter. We have just created, we've solved our problem (laughs) <laughs> we've solved our shooting problem by a lot and our free throw shooting problem by a lot. Now the new problem is rebounds. Yeah. Re- and, and, and that's where you get into the depth issues, right? right. Like, so w- starting five, I would feel confident with what we have right now. Um, Going to the bench though, you'd have, okay, so whoever doesn't start at point Trey or Aiden, no problem. The point right. guard position. Good. Mm-hmm. The two guard position KD Johnson, I don't have an issue with him coming off the bench being a guy who can come up and ignite it. Right. At the three, you're going to have Simo and Lior that could come in. Chaney Johnson can be a three slash four for you mm-hmm. coming in, being essentially the same thing that Jay Will is, which is a combo three four, but playing at the four likely because of his height, can play in the post, can shoot the ball from the outside. You've got a mirror at one. Two, you lose a little height, but one, two, four. The problem is the three-guard position, you lose some scoring when you go to the bench now. And I have no idea who the backup center is. No clue. Uh, And that's where you've got, comes to the second problem that I think the roster had last year is, I don't think that we had enough depth inside. When we got into trouble, when Jani Broom was in foul trouble or injured, and or Dylan Cardwell wasn't there because he was injured or in foul trouble. We had no depth to be able to go inside, and we end up being able, having to play some kind of funky lineup that doesn't really secure your 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 rim, doesn't really get you rebounds, and that right. is still a problem. I think that persists persists with this lineup. You could go small ball and maybe pull it off with you know playing Jay Will at the five and. Chaney Johnson at the four or something like that, right? Because Chaney Johnson played a lot of post um, when, when he was at UAH. But you really need another big on this team, right? Yeah, like, do. I'm looking at the roster right now. Hasten Alexander is the only other tall guy on this team, and he's a walk-on kid, 6'10", 230, right? So he's big, but I just, I, I mean... I watched a little bit of his tape and I was like, yeah, that ain't, uh, he's not one of them. Oh, he might surprise you. Like, nah, no, no disrespect. <laughs> Hasten. I'm sorry, but nah. yeah. Yeah. Um, so they really need another big. So if Janai doesn't come back, then 
we, we still haven't solved the issue of being able to go with depth unless you're going to play small ball off the bench, which I'm fine with, right? Like you could yeah. go with a small ball team and, and push the pace and, and do some stuff with a, a secondary lineup that changes the tempo of the game. Um, but I don't know that that works through the SEC grind really well defensively. Oh, so defensively, the only issue I think we have with small ball is, let's say we go Holloway at the one, um, Trey at the two, Jones at the three, Baker Mazar at the four. So far, I've got elite shooting everywhere, except depending on what you think of Trey, right, Donaldson? And I I still, he came up with really big, the biggest shots in the tournament, mm-hmm. in my recollection. So I like his ability there. If, if not for elite sh- shooting, but to defend as well because he's he's a, a sturdy body more so than a tall guy so at six two six three you could probably put him on anybody one through three maybe he, he does stands up a little better than most of the uh the other guards we have on the team uh at the four baker mazar at the five like you said jay will everybody out here can shoot the worst ball handler is jay will and you ask your tallest guys to go down there and be rebounders Go get a rebound. I get it. This is not what you typically do, but I need you to do it because you're long enough to do it. Jay Will is six eight with a lot of arm on him. Go down there and get these boards because we we're, this is how we're going to get the boards. Of course, the flip side is, I'm thinking about when that works in the NBA. You've got to have a guy who is undersized but willing and able to be physical. Like That's what made Golden State work. Draymond Green at 6'8", 6'9", could go defend some seven-foot guys because he's physically sturdy enough to stand up to him and out-rebound him, even though he was not a tall guy. He's out-rebounding seven-foot or so. Where is that at? What is... Who is our guy that's like, yeah, this is my size? Again, the Anthony McLemore. The uh, uh, Malik Dunbar. I am not tall, but I am going to get this board. Seymour is at 6'5". He can do it, but that's much different than being 6'8 and having that determination. Being 6'8 and being the hustle, rebounding defense guy. We need that guy, and if we're not going to get another big, we need that guy to be over 6'7. I don't know if that guy's on this team. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We will start with Valencia Jackson, who jumps in and says, Janai is not coming back. Uh, He is balling at the combine. I am, again, I'm 50-50 on it. Um, He's doing his thing at the combine. I think that he could come back another year and improve his draft stock because though he's doing his thing, I I still don't know that he's going to get drafted. Right. can I see him making an NBA roster? Can I see him being a two-way player out the gate? Absolutely. I just don't know that he's going to get drafted. Right. Um, and he, but I still don't, again, I am of the uh, mindset that it's not NBA or bust for him. He can say, I still just want to go play pro ball and and do that and be fine. Right. Uh, so could come back, improve his draft stock, could just decide he's going to go play pro or G League and then improve it in that way. 
my hope as the Auburn fan just running down that roster again is that he comes back and then you have scoring one through five and then you can go to the bench with Dylan Cartwell come in and then you can still be up and down the floor with a guy pick and roll stuff right like you change you change the complexity of what you're able to do offensively if Janai comes back because uh, and and I'm fond of saying this you can now play basketball in any style right if we need to slow it down because the team that we're going against is really good at the up and down the floor stuff and we don't want to have to run with them we want to slow the pace slow the number of possessions down great we're going to go to Janai we're going to go into the post a little bit more and we can do that because maybe we have a height size advantage like we did last year against Missouri. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If this team is a bigger team and we don't want to get into this slow thing, we want to get up and down the floor. Great. We can do that too. I like versatility and not being stuck into a particular style. You need to have a style that's your calling card, but you need versatility to be able to say, all right, you know what? We're going to ride Janai in the post this game. I love Probably shouldn't lab. say stuff about riding anything. In this uh, hey. um, James Barnett jumps in and says, are we targeting any other players currently? The only thing that I have seen is um, a, a guy from Kansas that's in the portal that has been getting some attention. But outside of that, Julian Phillips, I think, has officially secured a um, an agent now. So he can't come back. Um I think he I think he's in his mind he's going pro, right? Um and just because you have an agent in this day doesn't really mean that you can't, but I think that the agent that he had or the agency he signed with is with the intent of going pro. This isn't like an NIL agent. Mm-hmm. Um so he's looking for a contract right now. I don't I I feel very confident in saying Julian Phillips will not be a collegiate player next year at all. Not just that he won't come to Auburn. I don't think he's going to um, be back at college next year. Mm-hmm. Um Tyron Lawrence at this point in time, you know, now that we have another wing player that I think can be a starter. Um, again, this is, and we didn't say this specifically on this, but this is a kid who was playing, you know, he played Juco last year, but he was at San Diego state coming sixth man of the year type of player um, in, in that uh, on that team a couple of years ago. Yeah. So this is a guy who can come in and play starter minutes for you immediately. He's already played at this level at um, in in a impressive way. He wasn't a starter again, but he was a contributor for that team. Um, I don't know that there is enough basketball to go around for Tyron Lawrence to come play at Auburn now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, I don't think there's anybody else that I've heard any any concrete rumors about. Have you heard anything, Will, that I have? No, just, just the center from Kansas, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. The Walker Show asks, when does Janai have to make a decision? So the deadline, uh, we talked about this a little bit um, Monday uh, when talking about how Janai had been playing. The deadline is midnight, May 30th, I believe, to withdraw from the um, NBA draft. So we're still a couple of weeks away from him having to decide whether or not he's going to go the pro route. Um, The NBA combine is officially done, I think, at this point in time now. Uh, So I would expect a decision from him definitively one way or another probably next week um, about what his future is going to be. So I'd be looking for some sort of decision coming forth uh, within the next seven days, even though he has a little bit longer than that to mull over the possibilities. Yeah. Um, Corey Weber jumps in, and this is regarding commentary from Chad Baker-Mazar's previous coach, and he says that 
Coach Pearl is getting a very good basketball player. Chad's IQ and understanding of the game are elite. He can also shoot it with the best of them from long distance. Yeah. Uh, that, so one thing I have to keep in mind is that he was at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. They are defense, defense, defense. So th- this is the three and D guy that we have been missing for a while. Even if he's not going to be a starter, you don't have to tell him, "Hey, you know we play defense here, right?" Like that's he's ready for that. <laughs> he was at San Diego State and he left uh, due to grades, which is why he went to JUCO. So this is not a thing where we have to catch him up to speed. Like I wonder if people are ready for that that the culture that Bruce Pearl uh, instills in his teams. Like when I thought uh, Trey Orr might not have been a perfect fit, was because are you used to this style of play? Like, you need to be sound defensively, aware of what's going on. This is not just get out there and get on the wing and I'm going to give you the ball, you go get a bucket. This guy seems to be built more in the Bruce mold than anybody else that we brought in in this offseason cycle. So I think he'll slot right in. Yeah, no, he he plays the passing lane well. Um, he's a guy who he likes to get at after it defensively from the little bit I've seen. There's a lot more I need to dig into with him specifically, but... Uh, he can score in a variety of ways, which is always good. I think the thing that I, that frustrates me or has frustrated me a lot is the lack of diversity in our ability to just, you know, we talked a lot about uh, about the hero ball mentality of some of the guards that we've had. And, and to be fair, and I've tried to be fair in those situations, those guards were the only ones that you could just give the ball to late clock and say, go get a bucket. Go right. try to make something happen. Right. That's not the case right now. Right. You've got... Trey Donaldson's probably not the best example of that, but can do it. Aiden mm-hmm. can do it. Denver can do it. KD can do it. This kid, Baker Mazzara, can do it. You've got five guys that you could say, here's the ball. There's 10 or less seconds left on the shot clock. We're going to put you in an ISO or, or pick and roll action. Go get us a bucket. And they could all do it. Yeah. It's different. And you've got guys who can space the floor enough to give you room to do that. The only question is, if the shots aren't falling, can we rebound? That's it. That's, right. that's the question. So we will see. Uh, P-Pass jumps in and says, Chad Baker-Mazzara versus Flanagan. How high is Chad Baker-Mazzara's ceiling versus Ooh. Flanagan? Uh, Flanagan's going to win the athleticism debate versus just about anybody. Yeah. Defensively, I haven't watched enough tape. I think I would still give the nod to Flanny mm-hmm. <clears throat> for uh, defense just because he is, because of his athleticism and his size. Yeah. Shooting, it's Chad Baker-Mazzara all day. Yeah. He's more of a spot-up shooter, can shoot it off the dribble. Um, when I say he's more of a spot-up shooter, I'm just giving this in comparison to Flanagan. Flanagan wasn't, he was better at like the step back or off the dribble three. Mm-hmm. Mazzara can shoot both. He can shoot it off the spot and he can shoot it off the dribble. Um. The mid-range, Flanagan's probably better from the mid-range. He just didn't go to it enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would give ball handling to to Mazzara. Overall, I think this is an upgrade for us at the three, to be honest with you, just because yeah. I think he gives you a he, – he's more stable in what he gives you. Like, Flanagan was up and down. When Flanagan was good, he was really good. When he was bad, he was really bad. Yeah. I think Mazar, you know, we talk about this with the quarterback situation. I think he raises the floor of what you have more so than his ceiling right. athletically. Right, right, right. But he definitely raises the floor of what you're going to get from that position, in my opinion. 
and this is again from limited tape, but from the stuff I saw on tape, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a guy I could definitely see playing ball at this level. Uh, let's see here. We got Corey Weber who says we need another five A who's reached out to Kansas and big in the portal. We talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I agree with this. I do think that we need another five. If yeah, Jani we do. Is not going to be returning. We do. Even if if he is, like it'll be great to have a five who can be out there, play some, do some rim protection, some rebounding. While we put Janai at the four, I know that's not the the run 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 lineup that we like, but I still like the flexibility to be able to do that. I think it's going to be. We need another B. Uh, James Barnett says, a small lineup worked for Miami as long as they could go get buckets. Listen, small ball is kind of the the fashionable thing to have out here in college basketball. It presents so many matchup problems. Yeah. Um, the thing that you could do or or style-wise that Miami does is they do this five-out offense, right? Like nobody's in the post. Everybody's in the perimeter, and they're attacking with downhill drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick over and over again. Dribble handoffs out top to try to get switches and then drive and kick, right? And that's something that Coach Pearl's offense does allow you to do. Mm-hmm. It's not five-out, right? It's going to be more of a four-out, and they're going to have somebody in the post in the dunker spot, but – it is a possibility that we could go small and we could run the offense that Coach Pearl runs and give people fits. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Barnett. Nope, just that's the one I'm on right now. P-Pass jumps back in and says, thinking J-Will is back 90%. 90% sure J-Will returns. I can't disagree with this. I think it's a, a really high probability that J-Will returns and plays basketball for us next year. Yeah, I think so too. And he's got some stuff to work on. And this staff knows him and knows what he needs to show to the league for it to be able to make that jump next year. So hopefully he comes back prepared to improve and, and they're trying to improve him in his game to get him to where he wants to go. Because I know Bruce wants to get our players to the next level and he wants right. to prepare them for it. So I think the best place for him to, to develop would, would be here. We'll be back at you guys with the weekend tailgate coming up on Sunday unless some big news drops before then. But that's it. That's all we got for you until then. And as always, War Eagle, we are out. Peace. Peace. Drop.